Hello ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and welcome back to the Diz Quiz. As always, I'm your host Tommy T, here with the thrilling conclusion, another thrilling conclusion to an episode, uh, which is really great. I love having these epic endings. If you haven't seen the first half yet of this show, then be sure to check that out. Link in the description so you can get caught up to where we're at right now with Matt and Brian. But if you've already watched that, then we're heading into some awesome categories, some awesome competition here at the end of this show, so stick with it to the end. You won't regret it. Before we get back to Matt and Brian, though, just a quick word as usual about liking and subscribing uh, to the show if you do enjoy it. Uh, or just hit me up, uh, leave a comment, leave a tweet, leave a message on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, whatever. I love hearing from you. And uh, at the end of the show, we're also going to have the reveal of our winners for the Halloween Magic Band contest that went up a few weeks ago. So stick around for that if you entered. Uh, and if you got them all right, get your name read and everything, so stick around to the end for those winners. But before that, we got a show to finish up, so back to Matt and Brian for the conclusion. Alright, and we're back with Matt and Brian here for round two. Before we get into the questions, let's let these guys tell you a little bit about themselves. Once again, in case you missed or in case you forget from the first episode. So, uh, Brian, we'll start off with you once again. Tell us just a little bit about yourself and where people can find you on the Disney internets, as it were. Um, on the internets. <laughs> on the internets. <laughs> well, I'm a Disney caveman on Instagram. I, I uh, share a lot of my love and enjoy watching the old Disney live action films from uh, 1981 and earlier. So I'm trying to watch all of them. In 2018, I've got about 30 to go in two months, roughly two uh, months so to do it. It's like six <laughs> weeks or so. You gotta, you gotta you lose some time, yeah. you gotta get on it. <laughs> yeah, I'll get on it. And uh, I, I also do a little bit of uh, show note writing for another podcast called the Jiminy Crickets Podcast. Uh, uh, if you know Chris Linden, who's also known as DisneyChris.com, he manages a website that has over 1,600 uh, audio tracks of uh, Disneyland. So if you're into Disneyland history and the music, I highly recommend uh, you guys and everyone listening out there go to DisneyChris.com and, and you can download or actually not down you can stream a bunch of different audio from uh from disneyland i just made it's a note awesome. of that so i can uh that's awesome take a look at that later <laughs> yeah so I, I write some of his show notes for his cool. podcast and his uh, youtube channel very nice mm -hmm. and then your opponent of course matt why don't you tell us about imagineer podcast and everything Yep, so I'm Matt Kroll. I run the Imagineer Podcast, a uh, podcast dedicated to all things Disney. Uh, you can find us on just about any podcast channel out there. Um, we're also active on social media, on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Um, we discuss a wide range of topics, mostly the Disney parks. Some episodes are about discussions. Uh, we talk about a Disney topic. Others are ride history, attraction history. Um, like to throw in some binaural audio there, here and there. Uh, and uh, yes, if you're interested in just about anything Disney related, be sure to check out the podcast and uh, our social media pages. Yeah, definitely check these guys out. They are doing great work, great stuff. Pull so, up an armchair and put on your, your headphones. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I love that tag. You got it. <laughs> it's great. It's, it's, it's cool. It's unique. You know, let you know you're listening to the Imagineer podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Although I always listen to my car. <laughs> <laughs> I think about that sometimes. I'm like, some people yeah. are like at the gym. Some people are in their car. Like, it doesn't make a lot of sense. But well, it's, 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 the, 
it's the metaphorical armchair, you know, like yes. you, you yes. make you feel like you're you're relaxing an armchair, even though we're at work or at the gym, like you said. But but in your mind, you're in that comfy armchair. So I think it yeah. works. That's the idea. <laughs> awesome. Well, it's time to get into round two with these guys. Uh, quick recap again: we've got Matt with eight, Brian with nine, and like I always say, anything can happen here in round two when questions are worth two points apiece. And then if you get the question wrong, the opponent has a chance to steal that question and those points. And in our very last round here, the second round of round two, that's confusing, our second category of round two, uh, we'll, we'll hit them rapid fire back and forth between the two of you and watch those scores go up and see who comes out our champion for this episode. But before we get to that, we're going to do one category here all about the Disney Imagineers. We've got the Imagineer podcast here. Now I'm really so. nervous. <laughs> <laughs> On the spot. Talk about pressure. Uh, yeah, I mean, I know that it's not a, a, a podcast about Imagineers specifically, but I thought that thematically <laughs> it would kind of work. And I tried to make these, I mean, I could have got real hard with these. I tried to make these the more uh, top-level Imagineer stuff, nothing too crazy like you know who drew the mural on the that's in this attraction that closed you know it's only open for one year yeah and nothing crazy like that and more more straightforward and well-known stuff so uh once again we'll start off with mac as he is trailing by just one point here are you ready matt for some imagineer trivia as ready as i can be <laughs> i feel like i should have opened up my imagineering book and done some more homework <laughs> yeah Totally, me too. <laughs> All right, well, let's let's see how you do. I don't think it'll be that bad. So, first question for you, Matt: Who drew the initial sketch of Disneyland? And oh, I had a feeling you're going to ask this one. <laughs> um, see, his last name escapes me sometimes. Is it? Um, is his name like Herb Ryman or something you like that? You got it. You got yeah, it. Nice. <laughs> it's one of my favorite just Disney slash Walt Disney stories. Is just. The way I think he told it was, you know, Walt comes in on, on Friday and tells Herb all about Disneyland and how they're having investors come in on Monday to take a look. And we're going to have this this big drawing of showing them what it's all going to look like and feel like. And Herb says, oh, that sounds great. Who's going to draw it? And Walt says, you're going to do are. it. And then he says, no, I'm not. And then Walt says, if I, if I stay here with you while you do it, will you do it? And Herb said, all right, <laughs> if you stay here with me, Walt. And they spent the whole weekend drawing us. That's the story. I don't know if that's 100%. Uh, I believe uh, went, yeah. but, but I got to right. believe it. That's that's the way he told it. And that's just um, – and I saw it in person at the D23 Expo. And it was – I got chills walking that room because then they turned the black lights on. And there's like the night version with, night the, painting, yeah. with the black light paint in there also. And it was like no photos allowed because like that is just a – a Disney treasure, so that was really amazing to see it. That's awesome. Um, yeah, it took you in like little groups of ten, just uh, just so it wasn't like it was a more intimate, you know, way to look at it, which is cool. All right, next Imagineer question for Matt: On what street in Glendale, California, can you find the Walt Disney Imagineer offices? Now I need to know my uh, LA trivia. <laughs> I don't think this is right, but I'll say it anyway. Is it um, like Hyperion Boulevard? It is not Hyperion Boulevard. 
that is actually where the Walt Disney Studios. That's what um, it was. Where's Imagineering? Well, well, Brian has a chance here <clears throat> to steal. Well, Does Brian you know, <laughs> I, I was I was doing a little research on Mickey's of Glendale, the the store at uh-huh. the Imagineering uh, campus there, and it put the address of the store on Flower Street. So I'm gonna have to say Flower Street. Flower Street is correct. 1401 Flower Street, job, Glendale, Brian. California. <laughs> <laughs> That is the yeah. That is where the engineer is, and then you'll see occasionally a, a little reference here and there to Flower Street. Yeah, I've been there once. Yeah, uh, you went. It was, just a, it was a special D twenty three event where you got to go into the store and shop, and I got to meet Marty Scar, and he oh, signed wow. my Imagineering wow. book. Wow, it was cool. That's yeah, really my awesome. daughter and I went with one of my best friends, and yeah, and we we lost him just a couple years ago. Yeah, wow. That's really amazing. I got to see him speak at D23, but I didn't get to, to actually meet the man, so that's that's a great experience. Um, all right, so moving on to our next question here for Matt. What famed Imagineer was on the Oscar-winning team that did the special effects for 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea before moving over to Wed Enterprises, also known as Walt Disney Imagineering today? Hmm. Honestly, don't know this one either, so it's gonna have to be another guess. I'm trying to think of who did special effects in Disney. Um, I'll say an Imagineer. I don't think it's gonna be right, but um, was it? Mark Davis. It was not Mark Davis. Brian, mm. do you know for the steal? So he he worked special effects on the film Twenty Thousand. On the Leagues film Twenty Thousand Leagues Under the Sea, correct. And then he went over to Wed Imagineering. Yep. Uh, the only name that pops out like the Disney special effects is used to slice it, and that I don't think he was an Imagineer, but. Hmm. I'm just going to go with Peter Hench. I can't think of anybody else. It's not Peter Hench. It is John Hench. I don't know if that's what you meant. Oh, John Hench. (laughs) I got his name wrong. Yeah, sorry. (laughs) All right, yeah, it's it's John Hench. If you had taken a stab at John Hench, that would have been... I would have just said Hench. Yeah. (laughs) Mr. Hench. (laughs) Yeah, if you would have said Hench, I would have given it to you, but Peter Hench, I unfortunately can't accept that one, so... That's that's, that's totally fine. (laughs) But yeah, I mean, he became like the guy for for design at at WED. Um, Right. But yeah, he was pulled over from uh, special effects for that again Oscar-winning special effects for Twenty Thousand Leagues, which at the time was um, no pun intended leagues ahead of anything else going on. And um, who am I kidding? Pun totally intended. Uh, leagues ahead of anything going on in yeah. live-action film at that time. So uh, it only Great. made sense. Like, well, we need an effects guy. Let's bring him on. All right. John Hinch. All right. <laughs> All right, how about this one, Matt? Who designed the costumes for the It's a Small World character dolls? All right, so I know the, the lead Imagineer on It's a Small World. I don't know if he did the costuming too, but I'll say Raleigh Crump. 
It is not Raleigh Crump. Man, these are not high-level questions. Uh, so, <laughs> you know what? Maybe my uh, maybe my <laughs> high level is different than other people's, which is probably the case here. Corcus uh, sure would know like all of these. Yeah, but... that's my my dream matchup is to get Jim Corcus versus Lou Mangiello because they do the shows together a lot, and that's uh, someday. Oh. Those are two big hitters there. But I know, I know. I, I met Lou a little while when I was first starting out. I met him a couple times throughout the years at his meetups, and I told him about the show. He's like, oh, that sounds cool, and he followed me on Instagram on the spot. And I was like, someday I'll, I'll work my way up to you, and uh, so I'll have to I'll have to keep pinging him every once in a while about it. And so that'll be like when I'm, you know, really, uh, if I ever get to the point where I feel worthy, maybe that'll happen. But, uh, but, but uh, Brian, do you know the name of the uh, person? The only name that comes to mind is Mary Blair. No, we'll it's not her. Mary Blair either. Who I think uh, she, she did a lot of the design work guess, for the. He, she, oh, yeah, okay. it's a great so guess. It was Harriet. Harriet. Uh, I can't remember her last name. No, it was, is. Uh, you know. Uh, you know. Hold on. Let me make sure that I'm not stepping on the toes. Uh, another question terrible. here. No, I'm not. So it is uh, Alice Davis, uh, wife Alice Davis. of Mark Davis. Okay. Um, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. So, so Mary Blair was the designer for the attraction. She did a lot of the iconic imagery of the the sets and everything. But the the costume designer was Alice Davis. Yeah, that's right. Um, all right. We're learning. One more here for you. <laughs> I'm doing outstanding. For you, Matt, wow. And then I'll put you out of your misery on this ca- <laughs> this category. Uh, so, Imagineer Mark Sumner used a toy. As inspiration when designing the Soren ride system, or Soren over California, Soren, uh, et cetera, et cetera. What was the toy that inspired that ride system for Mark Sumner? Is it the Erector set? It is the Erector set. You got that. That's what I knew. <laughs> <laughs> That's not yeah, one of those you can see that stories. on. Uh, there's a Disneyland Secret Stories and Magic or something DVD out there. It tells that whole story. Yeah, it's also. I, I think, think it might be I the same footage. Episode. Is on the um, modern Marvels Walt Disney World. I think they might have yeah. reused. Oh, this. That, that's it. Yeah. I have both of those. I, I think it's yeah. in both. I think they just they like. It's to the do one that. that History Channel released. You're right. Yeah. 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 Uh, Good job, man. So you got that one, Matt. So you're two questions right. You added, I five. <laughs> you added four points there, and and Brian just stole the one from you to add two more to his score. So right now, as it sits, it's a uh, twelve, Matt, eleven for Brian, but we've got five more Imagineer questions for Brian get coming one. up. Right, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> well, then we've got a whole other oh. category after this one. So lots of and Matt, you can steal these if, if Brian doesn't oh, know. know. You can steal them. Yeah. So we're not Dude. done at all. So Brian, first one. I won't. <laughs> John Hench and Alice Davis will never forget. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's let's see what you can do here, Brian. Uh, what is the nickname for the Imagineers' brainstorming phase when they're creating a new ride or attraction? Uh, Blue Sky. Blue Sky is correct. Well, let me guess, Matt. Would you have known that one? <laughs> I knew that one. <laughs> I think right. they still have like a Blue Sky cellar in California Adventure. Yeah, that's I still there. there. I haven't been in a while. Is it there still? Yeah. It, it used to be there. I mean, when I was, I used to live out there, and I used to love to go in there. Um, yeah. When they were working on all the new stuff for for that park, especially, it was when they, I think they introduced it with that whole big, multi-billion-dollar redo of DCA. 
That's yeah, we were pass holders in 2011, and they had all the Cars Land stuff in there. Yeah, yeah. It was really neat. That's awesome. All right, how about this one, Brian? What was the name of the newspaper? We, we talked about Marty Scalar a little while ago. What was the name of the newspaper he was hired to create for Disney? Marty Scalar's newspaper? So his <laughs> first job at Disney was uh, right, it was creating a newspaper for Disney. What was the name of that paper? Oh, boy. I, all I think is the, the Disneyland news. You got it. That, it was, a, it was almost a, uh, I know. I, <laughs> yeah. I was hoping that one would be like, people would psych themselves out, like saying, like, oh, it yeah. can't be that simple. I also made sure not to say the word Disneyland when I <laughs> read the question. Because <laughs> that might have yeah. given it away. All right, this one's got a feel it might be a little, little tougher coming up. What attraction closing did Tony Baxter call one of the worst days of my life? Oh, I, I, I've heard this story before. <clears throat> Excuse me. Oh, man. I, I just heard this on a, on a podcast not too long ago. <clears throat> See, I, I want to say Mind Train, but because then he put in the Thunder Mountain right after that. But that may have paved the way for his idea. <laughs> I don't know if that was the worst. Um, so I'm just going to say that ride train through nature's wonderland. That's the first thing that came to my mind, and that's that's usually what I I go with. So. <laughs> it's a good guess, but it is not the correct answer, unfortunately. Yeah. Does not have a guess to steal these. So again, points. I don't know. So I'm going to have to come up with an educated guess. Um, now I do know that he, I know, I know he took, um, what was it called? Splash Mountain was in a way kind of a tribute to America Sings, but I don't think that's what the answer is. I'm just going to say, um, only because I'm thinking of classic Disneyland's, um, I have a couple in mind. <laughs> So I'm going to go with one of them. Um, was it the Wedway People Mover? It's not the People Mover either. I got you guys at this one. So it he is said actually... it, though. Was it America Sings? No, it was not America no? Sings. Oh. No, yes, I would that, have, uh, that would have been funny. That was like but... Mark Davis's worst day or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I... he felt justified a bit when they took those those some of those animatronics. Right, yeah, they did use those yeah. for, for Splash Mountain. So you guys gave a lot of good <laughs> info on, on Tony Baxter uh. and everything, but uh, <laughs> and you might feel a little silly because this is uh, one of the bigger attractions and one of the ones that had a bigger, um, I think, following, and people were very sad when it was closed. It was the Submarine Voyage. Oh. So we were and, on the right uh, track. So you're definitely on the right track. Yeah, I, I yeah. really <laughs> thought one of you was going to come up with it in the end. But um, it's 1998. They closed the submarine voyage. It sat closed for a while there, I mean, close to 10 years, I think, before um, he got to go back to it and, and finally revitalize it in a certain form of Finding Nemo. But at least still get to ride those subs there in Disneyland. So uh, Submarine voyage. Yeah. <clears throat> All right, so Brian, next one for you. What and and this you might <laughs> this one might be easy for you also, but let's <laughs> see. 
What LA restaurant was a favorite hangout for Walt Disney and his Imagineers and animators? Oh, I haven't been there yet, but it's uh, the Tam O'Shanter. It I is believe. the Tam O'Shanter. You know, I haven't been. I drove by there a couple of times, and now I really regret never going because uh, I did live in Los Angeles, but I never got to visit the Tam O'Shanter. Maybe next time I'm out, I'll have to I'll have to swing by. And uh, one day, yeah. So one last one here in Imagineering before we can finally move on. What was the first Disney theme park worked on by Joe Rohde? This is a toughie, I think. <laughs> so you want to say Animal Kingdom like right off the bat, huh? But he had to establish some credibility somehow mm-hmm. and work. Oh, man, but maybe it is Animal Kingdom. Hmm. First theme park he worked on. I don't know. So I only I only know him from Animal Kingdom, so I'm right. just gonna say that Animal Kingdom. It's <laughs> not Animal answer. Kingdom. It's not Animal <laughs> Kingdom. Though yeah. again, again, that's where your mind goes. Of course, that's his uh, yeah. magnum opus, but it was not. Matt, do you have a I guess or an idea? It. Oh yeah. It was Epcot. It was Epcot. Matt for the steal. Right. I was I was very surprised to. He built the pyramid in Mexico. Yeah, Mexico Pavilion was. Oh uh, okay. Nice. Um, yeah, again, like I, I did not expect to, to come across that because I was trying to find a Joe Rohde question. At first I was going to say, uh, which ear is his uh, famous ear? <laughs> but I thought, uh, <laughs> but because it was 50-50, I didn't, you know, if, if somebody got it wrong, it would be too obvious to the other person, so I didn't yeah. go with that one. <laughs> <laughs> the left ear, no. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but yeah, he worked at Mexico Villain. There's that. He, if you look up on his social media, he posted a picture at some point, I think a couple of years ago, um, of himself there looking quite young uh, and not yet sporting the earring, <laughs> working on some Mexico stuff. So that was pretty cool to come across in my research. Uh, all right, so we had a, <laughs> a tough go in there with, the, with that category, <laughs> but I think we all learned a little bit, like we were saying before. That's one of the one of the big points here is to learn. So Brian picked up eight points. Matt picked up um, four points. So Matt's at 12, Brian at 17, but we got one more um, one more category here to run through. You know, I always like to double-check these categories because with the multiple columns for points, you know, I did – see, I did have a mistake. Brian got only – oh, no. You know what? No, that was correct. <laughs> see? See? So each of you had – Good thing the points don't really matter. <laughs> yeah. They, I, it, I mean, it's all about the fun. So yeah. yeah, Brian, you got three out of four out of five plus one steal for eight points, and then Matt got um, one out of five plus a steal. Got one out of five plus a steal. So yeah. out of six. Yeah. So sorry. So it's fourteen to seventeen right now. And the thing is, when I do the editing later, all the scoring becomes clear. So. You'll fix it. So it'll all be fixed then. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, no, we're at 17 to 14 right now. Um, and I do have a tie-breaking mechanism, though I don't think we can have a tie here because of the odd the odd number of points. But anyway, we're going to go into the last category now. And this is called The Only Disney Movie That. And so <laughs> we're focusing on just the Disney animated classics, just the um, 50... Brian's strong spot, right? The 56 are we up to? <laughs> it is, but it's yeah. more of like a, 
I am watching all 50. Well, there's more than 50. There's 57. 57 I think Wreck-It Ralph will be 57. Right, so it's 56 out of Ralph. Yeah. 57 is Wreck-It Ralph 2. Right. I'll tell you that Wreck-It Ralph 2 is not any of the answers on for, for these. Okay. Um, I haven't seen it yet. So, yeah, I mean, we've got a couple weeks for that. But, um, but so it's only the, those Disney animated movies. No sequels, no live action, no Pixar, um, no... You know Disney Toon Studios. Now none of that is included here. It is those animated classics we're talking about, and so I will say uh, a fact: like this is the only Disney movie that blank, and you'll have to tell me what Disney movie I am thinking of. So uh, once again, we will go back and forth here, which um, is always fun for my scoring because I have two different spreadsheets <laughs> to go back and forth between. But it'll be fine. So starting off with Mac, as he is behind. So are you ready, guys, for this? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, you'll get the hang of it, Matt. So the first one is the only Disney movie that takes place in India. The Jungle Book. Jungle Book is correct. Yeah. Better get that one. That's that's my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Brian. How about this? All right. The only Disney movie that is longer than 120 minutes. The only. Animated movie that's longer than 120 minutes? It's longer than two hours. Wow. <laughs> uh, I don't know this one. I guess? If I look to my right, I can cheat because I've got all my movies. <laughs> I won't. <laughs> uh, okay. It's got to be something... Newer. Hmm. I'm gonna say to I'm gonna say frozen. <laughs> it's not frozen. Matt, do you have a guess? Or do you know the answer? Now I can look over. Let me see. There's one that popped in my mind that I haven't seen in a long time. Um I actually don't think it's anything that new. It's going to be a weird guess, but I'm going to say Fantasia. Fantasia is correct. You yeah, got it. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. That's it. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. I that being so long as a kid, and it's like, like I said, it's been a long time since I've seen it, but I remember when I watched it as a kid, I'm like, this movie's taking forever. Right. <laughs> <laughs> like, now it's not a big deal, but as a kid, more than two hours is a long time, so. Yeah, even when I was, like, a little bit younger, I would watch it kind of in sections and say, okay, let's just watch the first two sequences now, and I'll finish it another time or something. Yeah. <laughs> because it is that kind Good of job. movie where you don't have to sit down and watch all of it. Um, all right, so back over to Matt for the next question. This is the only Disney movie that is based on a story by Charles Dickens. Of course, there are plenty of Disney movies based on stories by, by various writers, but only one is based on a Dickens story. Hmm. It's animated movies. Um, trying to think of all the Charles Dickens movie uh, books now. Right. Um, And no, Mickey's Christmas Carol does not count. <laughs> See, that's why I said I'll, like, re I'll remove that one because like that's I don't want that to to yeah. be the because uh, I think we all know that's not one of the yeah um, Disney movies. It's gotta be a 
All right, I think I know. Oh, he's got a guess. Is it, uh, is it Oliver and Company? You got it. Oh man, I, I gotta say, I, I probably just, wouldn't I, be able to I, come up with this. in that range. I'm like, what are the movies between like 60 and 90? Because it's somewhere in there. That's, right. that's <laughs> okay. Good job. Good job. All right, Brian. Uh, so this is the only Disney movie that has an official Disney princess, but the Disney princess. Is not the main character. The only Disney movie. Huh. So there are about 11 Disney princesses, I think, in the official Disney lineup, uh, Disney princess lineup. But this is the only one that she's in a movie, but the movie belongs. There's a different, she's not the, the protagonist. Or one of the protagonists of the movie. I should say, well, I I shouldn't put it that way. I should say that she's not the main character. Wow. I you think know, they, having, they all are. I'm having my own second guess about... No, I think you're, you're right, Tommy. I think I know what it is. All right, well, Matt thinks he knows. Does Brian want to mm. take a guess? I'm gonna eliminate one for you because because I realize this is a little you can't bit can't be Merida, right? Ambiguous. We're not looking at Pixar, right? Right. So I want to eliminate um, Anna and Elsa, um, just because I think they're both the main character of that movie, but that could be <laughs> yeah. Uh, that that wasn't one I was. That could be confusing. I kind of already so, threw that one out. Mm. Right. So I th I think those are considered main characters. This character is is a. Uh, not the main character of the movie, certainly. But can you come up with a guess? I can't even come up with a guess. <laughs> hmm. All right, you've been stewing for a yeah. minute there. Yeah. Gonna... All I can think of is Tangled, but Rapunzel is the main character now. <laughs> it is not Tangled slash Rapunzel. Yeah. Matt, what are you thinking? We have to name the movie? Either I'll take the movie or the princess. All right, the movie's Aladdin. Yes, it is. That's Aww. the one. <laughs> this is where Matt's coming so back. So Matt is down. firing you know, back here and just really took ironic, the lead. Brian, because you kicked my butt at Imagineering. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? We're switching. Of course, Aladdin. Jasmine wasn't coming up in my thought process there. <laughs> All right, Matt, back to you. What's the only Disney movie that features the voice of Whoopi Goldberg? The Lion King. Oh, you got that one, no problem. <laughs> That's my favorite <laughs> Disney movie. That might have been too easy, <laughs> his favorite one. All right, Brian, how about this one? Yeah, I'm getting all the hard ones. I felt like a couple of the hard ones were early on. <laughs> how about the only Disney animated movie to be nominated for Best Picture at the Oscars? Oh, Beauty and the Beast. Beauty and the Beast. That's my favorite Disney movie. Yeah. Lion King's a close second, but, but uh, Beauty and the Beast <laughs> takes it. All right, so that gets you on the board for this round. Back over to Matt. All right, let's see if you can do this one. This is the only Disney movie with a title character that does not speak. Dumbo. Dumbo. <laughs> <That's not. laughs> I had a trivia question about this in a Did game you? recently. Oh, so. there you go. And I knew the answer then, to be fair. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. No, I don't care how you 
Hey, you know what I mean? It's a whole uh, Slumdog Millionaire thing, right? It doesn't matter how you right. know the answer. It's not cheating. <laughs> oh, you know what it was? It was uh, HQ. They had Disney trivia. Oh, and yeah, it was, yeah. Uh, yeah, like the fewest spoken words, which movie, and it was uh, it was Dumbo. I missed the second um, one they did. They did one where it was... Um, they were going to go until they only had 25 winners or something like that. So they kept going. Yeah, I missed that. I missed night. that one too. I saw the first one. I missed. Yeah, the I did the first one. one. I got all those right, and they were they were kind of easy. <laughs> so <laughs> I don't I, even know what you guys are talking about. HQ. Oh, so it's um, so it's an app where every day they do a live trivia game, and oh, okay. um, and um, so there's like a host, and they uh, they do this some theme nights now, but it's sometimes just general trivia. Sometimes it's themed to one thing. So I've had a couple of Disney nights. Okay. Um, and it's fun. It was a lot more fun at first. It was like a lot. It was kind of a phenomenon last year, and then it's kind of uh, calmed down Drop a bit. But, um, but I play every once in a while, and it's fun. And I just want to let it be known that the the Diz quiz outdates HQ. We were uh... <laughs> H- <laughs> but, so just the two letters HQ. Uh, yeah, HQ. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, so that's fun. All right. Time to stump me again. All right. Let's see if you can get this one, Brian. This is uh, so the wording in this one is important. It is the only Disney movie to have a ride currently at Disney California Adventure. Shows don't count. So this is a ride that you sit in a vehicle and move. It's the only Disney movie to have its own ride at California Adventure. Uh, The Little Mermaid. Little Mermaid is correct. All I right, was walking so. myself around the park. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. The only Disney movie where the villain does not appear on screen. The only Disney movie where the villain does not appear on screen. Hmm. And I'm going to say the... the uh, you know what? No, I don't... i got to see if you see any part of the villain... You certainly don't see their face. I don't think you see the villain of this movie at all. Now I had a previous. Well, I'll I'll tell this story later because I don't want to. I don't want to give it away. This is probably the toughest one of the batch. Oh, the last one is a is a. It'll be a the last one will be an either you know it or you don't type question. So so we'll see what happens there. But this one is tricky, and I'll, I'll give us a tiny little hint and say it's because the 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 villain of this movie is somewhat unique. Yeah, as you probably could guess, that it's not a it's not a typical Disney villain. I'm trying to think of the one. <laughs> All right. I think my imaginary clock has run down and <laughs> we need a All right. It's I have a couple of thoughts, but I'll go with the Black Cauldron. It's not the Black Cauldron. That's a decent guess, just because it's one of those out there Disney movies. But that is incorrect. Brian, were you able to come up with the answer to this one? I honestly, 
thing is, it can't be like, like, uh, and I guess not a, like a human character or any sort of. It's got to be like an inanimate villain, like an object. I don't want to say anything. <laughs> I don't want to help or hurt you. Yeah. So I won't confirm or deny. Mm. I have no idea. <laughs> so I'll look to the right and guess. <laughs> that won't even help me either. Um, Black Cauldron was a good guess. The Horn King, huh? You do see him. Yeah, you do. I think I, think uh, I know Matt, the answer. Matt knows now. it now, huh? <laughs> well, Brian, you want to take a stab? Uh, Fox and the Hound. <laughs> it's another good guess, but it's not the answer I have here. Matt, do you think um, you came up it, with it? Is it? Is it Bambi? It is Bambi. Oh. So I had a I had a previous I question. Skipped it in my head. I was like going through the early ones, and I yeah. went like Dumbo, Pinocchio, and I skipped Bambi. And the I was villain like, oh. is man. It's Man. So yeah, I had a category back in episode uh, five that was I name the villain right. and you tell me the movie. And I tripped somebody up there when I said man, and they said man, like, what are you talking about? And I said it's Bambi is the the villain of I'm Bambi upset is I didn't man. Think of it earlier. And right. while you hear man, while you see some of his uh, his handiwork with a bit of hunting, a bit of other uh, activities, you don't good job. actually that was a good see question. man. So that I'm All proud of that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so now it's Brian's turn. It's the only Disney movie that features the voice of Vincent Price. I actually know this one. Vincent Price. So the famed horror voice. Yep. An actor. You hear him in um, Thriller. Maybe his most famous role is in Michael Jackson's Thriller. And I just, I just, I just uh, heard about this, or I read about it, or maybe I just watched it. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna kick myself for not knowing it. Hmm. I'm gonna go with Robin Hood. Great guess, but not the right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is one that I haven't watched this movie in some time uh, and so that secures the win for Matt but does Matt know the answer I do it's the great mouse detective it is the great mouse detective uh, right. he does he plays Rattigan, Rattigan. he yeah. plays <laughs> Professor Rattigan oh my god what a game yeah. so that was a heck of a game if yeah. I do say so myself that was this was one of the most uh, seesaw games we've had so congrats, Matt, for pulling it out there. That last category coming up with uh, adding uh, 14 points to your total there in the just in the last round. So that was... That movie's better than I thought I did, actually. So there you go. <laughs> <laughs> so great job to both of you guys. I mean, great job, both of you guys, on this game. This was really a lot of fun. And I think it was a good balance of stuff you knew and stuff you didn't. So, mm -hmm. so I had fun. I hope you did, too. Uh, why, yeah, don't we, why don't we <laughs> round out, things up? <laughs> we'll let you uh, we'll let you calm down for a second, but yeah. uh, we'll end things off with one last time, telling everybody where they can where they can follow and find you guys. Brian, one last time, starting off with you. 
Okay, well, you can find me on Instagram at Disney Caveman, where my, my focus is live action movies, but now I think I might switch to animated. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy because I'm trying to watch all of the animated films and I haven't quite got to the great mouse detective, but I just heard that they were singing the song. Oh, Radigan. Oh, Radigan. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, but yeah, Disney Caveman on Instagram. I also. Uh, participate a bit on another podcast called Jiminy Crickets uh, so I'll give a shout out to that and DisneyChris.com is, I, I help out uh, with some of the copy written material on that website so. there you go yep. and then Matt Imagine Your Podcast tell us about it yep uh, so you can follow Imagine Your Podcast on or you can subscribe to Imagine Your Podcast I should say on uh, iTunes Spotify Stitcher Podbean Google Podcasts and YouTube um, and you can follow Imagine Your Podcasts uh, on Instagram and Facebook. We've got some Facebook group. And on Twitter, we're at Imagine Your Audio. Um, so you can follow us there as well. So check us out. Listen to a couple episodes. Subscribe if you like it. And uh, definitely engage with us on social media. And follow Brian because I love his page too. Then Tommy. Yeah. Hope you guys. <laughs> yeah. Follow all of us. Follow what are you doing? If you aren't all following all, all three of us, then what are you even doing with your life right now? <laughs> Uh, but thanks guys so much definitely follow these guys and thank you for one of our most thrilling uh, episodes yeah this was a lot of fun yeah thanks good, Tommy good job man yeah <laughs> had a lot of fun <laughs> so there you have it what did I tell you another epic ending congrats to Matt for pulling it out there in the last round I just I said it before but I just love how many close games we have on this show and uh, it, it just makes it all the more fun for me, for the contestants, and hopefully for you as well. So, before we go, we've got one thing to take care of, and that is our Halloween contest from a few weeks back. If you missed it, I put out a video that had a bunch of Halloween-themed Disney trivia questions, asked you to submit your answers for a chance to win a Haunted Mansion Magic Band, and we had a bunch of responses, a bunch of all-correct responses, and this was just a lot of fun to put together. So we're going to get to the winner and the correct responses in a second, but first let's go through the answers to each of the questions. So, question number one was, who is the first character you see while watching the Boo to You parade at Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween Party? And that is the Headless Horseman, who runs down uh, Main Street uh, galloping on his horse ahead of the actual parade proper. Question number two was, uh, name me three characters voiced by Danny Elfman in Nightmare Before Christmas. Of course, he does the music, but he also lends his voice to the movie in a few different roles. Those are the singing voice of Jack Skellington, Barrel, the trick-or-treater Barrel, and then the clown with the tearaway face. Those are the three Danny Elfman characters. Next question was, in the foyer of the Magic Kingdom's Haunted Mansion, what animal shape is the grill in front of the fireplace? And this was a tough one because you really had to find uh, the picture of it because it's not common uh, knowledge for most, but it's actually an, an owl. You can see the eyes and the sort of shape of the owl there in the grill of that fireplace there, which is such a, a nice uh, decor piece there in the Haunted Mansion. Next question was, in Hocus Pocus, what is Winifred Sanderson's first line of the movie? And that is, of course, oh, look, another glorious morning makes me sick, which, in my opinion, sets the tone for that character just perfectly. Next question was, in the Tower of Terror, there are a pair of broken glasses in the queue area before you go into the pre-show. And I asked, what is the significance 
of those pair of broken glasses, and it is, of course, a reference to a Twilight Zone episode entitled Time Enough at Last, featuring uh, Burgess Meredith, and I'm not even going to spoil the story for you, because if you haven't seen this episode of the Twilight Zone, go watch it right now. It's on Netflix. It's one of the best episodes of the show, uh, and these broken glasses play an important role in that episode, so go check that out for sure. Next question. Eleanor Audley voices... Uh, Madame Leota in The Haunted Mansion, of course, uh, the disembodied head in the crystal ball. And she also voices two other Disney characters, two other well-known Disney characters, I should say, two Disney villains. And I actually give me one of them, and those two were Lady Tremaine in Cinderella, the evil stepmother, and then Maleficent in Sleeping Beauty. Three amazing roles for an amazing woman to have voiced, so uh, very iconic there from Eleanor Audley. Next question was, back to Nightmare Before Christmas, uh, Jack Skellington comes upon a bunch of doors in the woods there in the trees, and I asked you to name me the five holidays, or, or yeah, I asked you to name, and I asked you to name me the five holidays other than Christmas and Halloween that are seen with doors in the woods there, and those five holidays were Thanksgiving, Easter, the 4th of July was a tough one because you barely get a glimpse of it there. St. Patrick's Day and Valentine's Day. And those are the seven dwarves there, of course. Uh, seven doors, not seven dwarves, are the seven holiday doors in the forest. And our final question here in our Halloween trivia was, who is the narrator of the Hallowishes fireworks uh, during Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween Party? And that is the ghost host of the Haunted Mansion. Not voiced by Paul Fries, voiced by, I believe, Corey Burton, who also does the ghost host for Haunted Mansion Holiday over in Disneyland. So those are our eight questions. We had a bunch of responses, like I said, and uh, the folks that got every single answer correct were Robin Cohen, Jim Nehadello, JT Nehadello, Chrissy Belden, Laura Kay, Nina Carrillo, and Bree Bedker. So great job to you folks for getting all those correct. But there can only be one winner, and that is going to be Chrissy Belden, randomly selected. Chrissy, thank you so much for participating. Thank you everybody who watched the video, who participated. You know, I think it was uh, it was tough. Uh, some of you reached out to me and said you didn't uh, you didn't even enter because you didn't know all the questions. So I might have to do some things a little bit differently in the future for similar contests. Uh, if you have any ideas, reach out. Uh, send me an email to disquiz at gmail.com or, or hit me up on social media because I'd love to do more of these solo things. They're a little bit easier to put together and get out there, and it gets me engaged with the with the community. I loved hearing from everybody uh, just via email, your little messages. Some of you left, left little messages for me, and uh, I love to see that because you don't always get this that back and forth when you're just putting out a podcast and a video. So, um, so this was a lot of fun. If you got ideas for it, I plan on doing more contests coming up very soon, maybe even sooner than you think, so stay tuned for those. But uh, let's get out of here. This has been a long episode, so thank you so much for sticking to the end if you're still watching and listening. And uh, this has been the Disc Quiz. Until next time, I am Tommy T, and we will see you real soon. Bye-bye.